Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Today, we are, we're talking about uh, filtering the noise, um, signal to noise, that ratio. And if you're not familiar with that, it kind of hit uh, social media um, not too long ago, uh, maybe a couple of years ago. And people uh, found that, you know, you, you get on these networks and then all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of noise out there. You follow too many people. You can't pay attention. You know, I'm... I, and I'll use me as an example. Um, Facebook. When I joined Facebook, I started looking at. I didn't. I didn't really find my friends. My friends would find me, but typically, what I would do is I would go find people I wanted to do business with. And in particular, I was in the real estate field, so I've got five thousand friends, or I quickly hit five thousand friends on Facebook who were all realtors. And yippee skippy, uh, that theoretically could bring me business, but it also brought to Facebook a whole lot of noise. And everybody's saying, hey, I've got an open house here. And, and you know, you've heard us complain about uh, whether it's on Facebook or, or any social media, you're inviting me to your open house and you're in Maine and I'm in California. And that's not very smart marketing. And it just is the way that, um, you know, all social media tends to go. It just, it doesn't matter what the platform is. But we kind of, everybody, uh, there's, there's nothing much that you can do about that. If you're going to accept friends, follow people on Twitter, um, connect with people on LinkedIn, um, any of those things, and uh, you know, ultimately, radio shows. Yeah, welcome back, Ken. But ultimately, you're going to you're going to search job. for. I almost hate to interrupt. <laughs> well, I, I was just setting up for the show. Um, you're going to look for ways to, you know, shut down or silence some of that uh, noise and search for what they call the signal. And that's the the real messages. Find the things that uh, are really meaningful to you. So that's our show today. Yeah, and I think it's a great topic, uh, given today's climate. Um, I've said, you know, let me just start this by saying, uh, you know, I've, for the past few days I've been kind of grumpy. And it dawned on me last night the reason I'm grumpy is because I've gotten involved in some of the noise on social media, when I should really be paying attention to things that are, you know, important to my clients, important to business. Not that I shouldn't, you know, look at those mm-hmm. other things, but my sole purpose isn't to get out there and get in, in all that 
mess. So help me, Mike. Help me get out of the grumpy mess. <laughs> well, you know, and so I, you know, I've been a proponent, and, and this goes way, way back um, to when everybody first got into this whole social media thing. And I've been a big proponent of lists. And I think lists are, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what the social network is. If you can do lists, lists will save your bacon. They'll save your sanity. And I say that generally, and especially when it comes to, when it comes to Facebook, um, Facebook allows you to create lists and you can create lists about different groups. So, you know, I've got, my motorcycle buddies, I've got my mountain bike buddies, I've got my real estate, you know, friends. And I've I've got a core group of people that I absolutely uh, love near and dear because they refer business to me. And mm-hmm. going the opposite way, I've always said this is, you know, when I, when I teach how to use Facebook properly or how to use, you know, any of these sites, Twitter properly or what have you, Facebook is a great place to connect with people, friends we're talking about, on your profile and and connect to those people who are going to help grow your business. And the best way to do that, my my number one list is I've got a list of, of people that refer me business on a regular basis. And not that I'm going to go to that list and say, hey, who you got for me today? I go to that list and check in and see what's happening in their world. And right. they're on vacation. They're they had a new baby. They did whatever, and I want to be a part of their life. And it isn't about sales; it's about being a part of their life, and being able to filter out all the noise, and just get to that that good stuff. And they're the most important part of my business. Right, and, and I agree. And and you and I both, and I I know I throw this back all the time, but you and I both go back to the '80s. Uh, and and into the 90s when there was there was noise, but there wasn't nearly as much noise as there is today. So uh, if you got into a Usenet news group, there mm-hmm. there just wasn't a lot of noise because there may only be you know 150 to 200 active users in a busy news group. And I guess right. the closest I can think of that today might be uh, might be Reddit or something like that. But um, once we started getting things like Twitter and Facebook, where now we're talking about literally millions, and in the case of Facebook, billions of, of users, not that we'll ever engage, engage with all of them, um, you know, we see a lot of stuff that we wouldn't have seen before. And sometimes, you know, I, I admit it, I go down the rabbit hole every once in a while, um, and sometimes you just get lost in there. You lose the purpose of what you are doing. Um, mm-hmm. On there, and I'm not saying don't socialize because it is social media. That's what we're supposed to do. But uh, to to lose track and lose sight of your primary mission, as it were, on on social. So, Mike, you said you use lists on Facebook. I do as well. Mm-hmm. I add people to specific lists, and then I can go and look at that list and see what's happening in there, and I can post to that specific list. I do the same thing on Twitter. Um, Google has uh, circles, right? Which Google has, yeah, their circles, or at least for now. Or, <laughs> or at least, yeah, for today. Um, 
there's also hashtags on both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I think Instagram also has hashtags. Mm-hmm. So let's let's use what might be one of our clients. Let's say, and we're talking about for business only now, right? When this isn't just right. Okay. Uh, so let's take one of our clients. Let's say that we have a up-and-coming real estate agent that works for a brokerage out of Modesto, California. Ooh, okay. They've got a Twitter, a Facebook, uh-huh. a LinkedIn, an Instagram, mm-hmm. a Snapchat, a Google+. Plus. What am I missing? Uh, that's, that's probably enough. Those are the big ones. Yeah. That's an ocean of information, Mike. It is. And theoretically, they're they're putting out good quality content uh, about their their community or or what have you, based on you know who they want to reach, and on each one of those channels, and people are following back. And now, hopefully, that agent isn't just a broadcast only agent. We should we should also mention that, huh? Yeah, we should talk very quickly about a broadcast only. What is I mean. Some people may not know Guy Kawasaki personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, and 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 that so a broadcast only. What I what I refer to is somebody who and I've got agents who have assistants. They run big teams and things like that, and um, they'll they'll have content created on a regular basis, either for them or they buy into a service or what have you, and that content goes out and goes out on all the different channels. And if somebody replies or, uh, you know, theoretically nobody ever replies and <laughs> that it's just kind of what ends up happening. But a lot of you know, people might be, especially if the content is good, they might actually be following and might, you know, on Twitter, I'm going to follow this guy or Instagram. I'm going to follow this person or, or what have you, and then start receiving their con- their, their contact or their their mm-hmm. their content. And given that, does that particular agent ever and for the most part what we're talking about is the broadcast style agents, do they ever go in and go interact like I said at the at the beginning? I want to go see those 100 people who are near and dear to my business by referring, you know, business to me. I want to see what's happening in their life, and I want to interact with that, and I want to give them a thumbs up. I want to give them a, you know, a congrats or or whatever, and that's the opposite of a broadcast agent. A broadcast agent isn't going to notice anything because they're just busy broadcasting, and they're not listening. Do you think that's a personality thing, Mike? I mean, do you think that that's some kind of a – a superstar personality, like they feel like that everyone should be paying attention to them and what other people have to say is as important as what they have to say? Or is it just something in training uh, that maybe they've read somewhere or just maybe they've never been trained? Well, I, I think I think it's part personality, I think, in that way. In that sets them up for, ah, social media, great. It's a great tool. I heard it, you know, it, but then it's also part training because they turned around and they're not really uh, 
they're not involved in social media, and so they only look at it as a tool. Maybe they went to a, a conference and a coach told them, or or what have you. Here, this is what you got to do, kind of thing. And so they've done that, and so it is part training as well. But I think the root of it is it gets down to their personality, and that's you know this is just fine by them. They don't really want to take the time and the energy to build relationships. Well, I think, too, uh, that uh, they have been told that they need to get a bunch of links out into social media for mm-hmm. Google. So the yeah. first thing they do, they just start putting links out for Google. But uh, there's some actual truths there that are different than what's being taught in some instances about um, putting links in social media. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the one of the one of the big catches. I know I have a client who said, well, I don't understand why I'm not showing in Google because I post to Twitter and Facebook and, and LinkedIn every day. And I post links back to my, to my site. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, that might get you some traffic. And if it gets shared, it might get you some traction. The thing about so, uh, the search engines, Google and Bing particularly, they've become so powerful and so intelligent, they know the difference between you posting information about yourself, whether there's a yep. no-follow tag or not, and, and somebody else sharing it. And that's where the value comes in, mm-hmm. um, is to create, like Mike said earlier, uh, if you've got a lot of people following you, then chances are you, you know, you're, you're going to have a little bit more success. Um, not that it's critical, not that it's crucial, especially if you're serving a small community. It doesn't really matter that you have uh, 111 followers from 42 states away. <laughs> but it yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But we're talking about filtering out things. So what are the kind of things, Mike, that you would recommend our hypothetical agent in Modesto, California? Let's say they're on Twitter. Or, or let's just keep yeah. it Facebook. Facebook is so much bigger. They're on Facebook, and they're, this isn't social time. This is work time. Mm-hmm. What are the kind of things that they might want to be looking for? I mean, what, what are some ideas that come to your mind? Well, um, if they're community-based, you know, as far as that goes, and what I'm talking about is a real estate agent who wants to be active in the community or even just appear active in the, compu- in the community um, or in their neighborhood – there are absolutely wonderful – there are groups on Facebook. That's my, my number one favorite thing is there are groups out there on Facebook about different communities. And not pages. These are, these are actually groups. And typically I'm going to say if that agent has been around, they probably still have – with cobwebs, they still have 365 things to do in – and you don't necessarily know Modesto, but Modesto is pretty big. It has a lot of different neighborhoods, but they probably have a 365 things to do in Modesto Facebook page that they haven't been to in at least a year and (laughs) haven't really posted anything. And so Facebook pages like that, unless they're they're kept up and they're they're active, really have fallen by the wayside. And what's really taken off, I think, that you get the most value from is a Facebook group and being active in a Facebook group about your neighborhood. Ah, so what kind of groups would those be? 
Well, you could, like for instance, let's say you live in Sunny Meadows in Modesto. There's a Facebook group about just Sunny Meadows neighborhoods. I'm pretty much guaranteeing it. There is, if you're active in, uh, let's say, animal rescue, by the way, one of the largest Facebook groups, the most successful they've caught national attention for their animal rescue, happens to be in that area code. I don't know, I don't know if you knew that. You, didn't, you weren't setting me up, but there's a Facebook group for animal rescue, famous for the stuff that they do, just you know, finding, finding pets and getting them to their owners and then, you know, saving them from shelters and that kind of thing. And it's all just about, it's just the neighbors. And what kind of things could you do there? Well, let me, let me back up and ask this, and I'm treating you as our subject, subject matter expert on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, yeah. you are. Um, if I have my own business page, can I join a group as my business page? Mm, no, no, you can't. You got it, and that's that you know really what I'm going to say. No, that's the beauty of groups. I think that's wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because really, your Facebook page is is probably pretty salesy, and Facebook, you know, did a really wonderful thing in allowing not allowing pages to join groups. They only allow people to join groups. And you don't have to be friends with everybody in the group or anything like that. Some groups are permission-based, so you've got to ask, or some groups are actually secret as far as that goes. But um, groups rely on your profile. And wow. now that opens up the whole privacy thing. Hey, I don't want to see all these people to see my, you know, my Thanksgiving Day family pictures. And I'll, I'll put that on you to tell them about privacy. <laughs> Yeah, we we could do a whole show on privacy. Um, mm-hmm. There was uh, uh, there was something I was uh, going for there, but it turned in such to such a large sailfish that I just let it go. Um, and the way we do things on Facebook and the way we isolate business from social, I think has a huge mm-hmm. impact. So let, let's let's continue to use our uh, we'll call it. Um, uh, uh, Danny Do-Right, Modesto agent. <laughs> yeah. Now, and since I can't join as my Facebook business page, I'm just going to change my profile picture to a photo of me with holding a uh, sold sign and then uh, change my name to Danny Do-Right, Modesto real estate agent. So that's what it says in my name yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just going to go around. I'm, gonna, I'm going to hit all these groups locally, you know, I might go to uh, Oakdale, I might go to Turlock, I don't know, I I'm, I'm, might venture out uh, to even up to Stockton or something, and I'm going to post uh, just random stuff in those groups. That that should work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, I think I, I, it's not going to work. Uh, no. it's, a, it's a good thing. And you know what, theoretically, it might work if you did it often enough and as much and just i mean it's just like spam if you do anything somebody's going to bite somewhere <laughs> there are people that like spam uh mm-hmm. just so, like spam yeah well the primary thing and, and let me tell you if you're listening is your open houses uh i see them yep. randomly posted in places where they just don't belong so mm-hmm. 
what's that what's that perception doing to the people who are seeing that that you're doing that i, I mean i guess if you don't care what people think i mean I, I go through phases mike i tell you i go through phases where i just don't really care what people think i'm going to do what i want to do and i usually end up getting smacked down <laughs> some way yep uh yeah so you mentioned lists uh, too. So let's stay with Danny Durite down in Modesto. Mm-hmm. What kind of lists might Danny create to uh, help him be a non-intrusive business success? Well, my first, my absolute first list, because I think this is we're talking about business. In the you know, I want to build my business, and I want to use social media. Your absolute first list should be those people who are more apt to refer anybody to you, friends, family, coworkers, anybody to you. If they've done it in the past or you think that they're going to, they should be that's the first list that you're gonna create. And hmm. when I you know, and I already mentioned that, I wanna know I'm gonna invest in that list. I'm not gonna invest in my motorcycle buddies. They're gonna be there tomorrow no matter what. But I want to invest in that particular list. And when I say invest, I'm talking about time and energy. And I want to see what's going on in their world. And I want to interact with them. I want to honestly engage with them. So, actually, that would be more like your neighbors that you kind of see anyway. And uh, maybe people that you work with at your other job, you know, at Walmart or whatever. Those kind of people, family. Yeah, well, in past clients, uh, assuming, well, let's say, I think our our, our uh, example is a new real estate agent, so maybe they haven't had sales, but every single past client should be a referral, possible referral source to you. Um, but anybody that, you know, you've, you've run into, you know, sitting in a coffee shop, you have a great conversation with somebody and they say, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a real estate agent. <gasps> oh, and you know, you exchange cards or information or what have you, you become friends with them, but maybe you find out they're also into collecting precious moments and you collect precious moments. Hey, that's great. They should be on the list. How did you know? Hey, you didn't even know that about me. It's impossible. Here, here's one that gets me too, Mike, uh, in, in this area and probably your area as well. <clears throat> we have several like neighborhood yard sale um, mm-hmm. websites or uh, Facebook groups. And then we also Facebook have group? Facebook groups. We have uh, also have city, you know, community neighborhood groups. Mm-hmm. One thing that I see in there that, that really gets me is uh, when somebody posts something like uh, moving sale this Friday, and you can almost say it in your mind, and occasionally I'll even put it on Facebook, is, and cue the real estate agents in three, two, one. Because right underneath <laughs> that, <laughs> yep. see, you've seen that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there again, not my style, um, but it's the same thing as somebody putting up a for sale by owner. Uh, sign in their front yard with a with a phone number on it. How do you I right? Mean, how do you, as an agent in particular? And the reason we're talking about agents, if you're listening, is because that's that's kind of where we met 
in that industry. Uh, neither one of us were agents, but we both kind of served that industry in multiple ways. Um, mm -hmm. And it can, this can be translated to other businesses as well. Uh, how do you, as an agent, how do you use social – this is a tough question. This, this is going to take the rest of the show. How do you use social to attract people to you without literally setting yourself on fire to get their attention? I mean, what's what's one tip that you can think of? Well, you 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 don't want to be what they call a secret agent, and that's just you can spend all your time on social media and never mention that, never let anybody know that you're a real estate agent. Um, you don't want to do that, but it's a there's a balancing act, and you know way back when we had this we had this rule. In social media, it was an unwritten rule, but uh, it was going around. Is you could, if you want to mention what you want to do or what you do for a living or anything like that, do ten things about somebody else or other people or other things or whatever, and then one about yourself. Then that's your gimme. Hey, by the way, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, I'm your guy, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that's still applicable. Um, I don't know if anybody even thinks about that anymore. But that certainly could be, you know, because you I, on Facebook, when you go over to your profile, if you're if you're actually at your profile or you're looking at anybody, there is something about you and you've, you've got your about page as far as that goes on your profile. But you can actually you can say, here's what I do for a living kind of thing. And you can inject a little bit of you. Theoretically, you work at your Facebook page, by the way, on your profile. So if your Facebook page, if your profile says, hey, I work at, you know, uh, what did I say, Sunny Acres Realty, um, that's not necessarily a good thing. It should be you're working at your Facebook page, and you should have a Facebook page for your business, for the business side of it all. And that's a natural link that people can follow and go over and, oh, yeah, that's what this guy does kind of thing. But um, mm -hmm. you do want to be purposeful, but you don't want to be spammy. So it's a line you got to kind of figure out where to be. And it's that's an age-old struggle. Uh, that's one reason I said that we could talk for the rest of the show about it because we could actually talk about it for a long time. And we're not really a marketing show so much, but we both have done quite a bit of marketing ourselves. Uh, it's, it is. It's a thin line, I think. Um, and, I, and I bring this up many times because it was such a – glaring example of the first social media breakfast that uh, Lane Bailey and I did here in Atlanta. I was introducing yeah. what the group was all about, and Lane would jump up every 23 or 25 or 32 seconds and say, hi, I'm Lane Bailey, I'm a real estate agent, and then he'd sit right back down. <laughs> um, and that was the only thing he was contributing. So I think, and, and I think the rule of 10 to 1 is still applicable. I think that that, that still works if you um, ten things that other people do, and you put yourself in there as well, and say, you know, all these people are great at what they do. I like to consider myself great at what I do, and here's what I would do. Mm -hmm. And again, always ask for referrals when you do that, because in pretty much any business, whether it's tree cutting, house painting, lawyers, doctors, um, automobile salespeople, real estate agents. Uh, carpet cleaners, it's referrals. In fact, mm -hmm. about 80 to 90% of my business, more than that, comes from referrals. And 
I couldn't live without them. Yeah. So, yeah, don't don't hesitate to ask. And there are tactful ways to, to ask uh, for those, no matter what business you're in, on social media. Um, you know, when you, when you do post something, say, and if you know of anyone who is interested, I would be honored to be introduced to them. Um, yeah, I think having – and Mike hit the nail on the head there with having your Facebook business page set up first before you start. Not mm-hmm. first, but before you start posting out there so that you work at your Facebook page. Uh, your Facebook yeah. page, obviously, uh, drag them back to your home site where they can do their property searches or see your client testimonials or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, testimonials is another thing we could do a complete show on. Yeah. One show at a time, though. <laughs> so uh, lists, groups, uh, circles. Lists, groups, you mentioned something at the beginning. Um, and the reason we're discounting circles is because Google has essentially said that uh, Google Plus is kind of going to go away. They're going to keep Hangouts and they're going to keep other things, but they're going to dismember it. And the the team that built it is kind of gone. And so that's why, if you're wondering, that's why we're discounting circles. But you mentioned hashtags. And I think mm-hmm. hashtags are absolutely wonderful. They are phenomenal. Um, for because so let me go over to Twitter. So uh, switching things um, with Twitter or Instagram or some of these other things, what ends up happening is I follow way too many people, and I've got just a huge stream of people yakking about blasting, broadcasting, all sorts of crap that I don't want to know. Hashtags in Twitter are a lifesaver because I can have a list in Twitter. I've got several different lists in Twitter and that's great, but those people don't always talk about the topic that I want to hear about, you know, that I'm, that I'm focusing in on. And they talk about everything. They just happen to be in a list. And so they don't typically stay on topic with their Twitter accounts, but with a hashtag one, the, the topic is about that. So, by the way, we have a social media edge hashtag, which is Smedge. Um, there isn't a whole lot of conversation on there, and occasionally somebody else will jump in there with, um, I think there's a small church or something like that that does a youth group. But uh, if you have a topic, if you've got something that is hashtagable, a lot of times there is, and there is a Twitter chat uh, for a lot of different things that circle around a hashtag. That is a wonderful way to just be totally on topic, and filter out all the other noise, and it's 100% signal. Hopefully your signal, but it's 100% signal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a ta- hashtag addict. Um, in fact, in my other job, a lot of times I'm tasked with finding information about certain things that are happening. Now, if you live on the East Coast, especially in the Southeast, you know about the city of Gatlinburg. Uh, which is basically on fire right now. And yesterday I needed to get some information very quickly about uh, what's happening in Gatlinburg, and I was able to create a report with up-to-the-date information, snapshots, photos that nobody had seen because they hadn't been on the news yet, uh, and send those to my uh, uh, leadership. And 
just blow them away with information. The same thing can happen now. When I was doing marketing for the mortgage industry, uh, Twitter was still relatively in its infancy um, mm -hmm. because I quit doing that uh, full-time in 2011. It wasn't infant, but it, it wasn't where it is today. I, <laughs> I had the opportunity to play around with some auto uh, responders just to see what they would do. Uh, it got mm -hmm. kind of interesting. I just it was an experiment, Mike. Um, I'm not 100% on automation, but you know I do like automation to an extent. And some of the things I would do would be uh, just find out where somebody was tweeting uh, specific hashtags like FHA um, and send them a little auto response that says, interested in FHA financing or were you tweeting about something else? Uh, and just let them click on it to get back to a link. I, I put a link on there. And believe it or not, mm -hmm. I was able to ferret out some some uh, some leads there. Also got some you know some hate mail as, as you would because evidently FHA stands for a lot of things. <laughs> Not just home loans. Um, but manually, uh, yeah. If you want good, clean, quick information, pretty much directly on target for my buck. Nothing beats uh, the hashtag or its counterpart, um, whether you're on Instagram uh, or, or Facebook or Twitter. I don't have a list of everybody that uses hashtags, but I sense an article coming over at thecancook.com. There you go. <sighs> what did we what miss, about, Mike? I was going to say, what about hashtags on Facebook? I use hashtags on Facebook as well. One thing that happens on Facebook is people forget to make their posts public when they use a hashtag, so you have to be friends with them, even if they use the hashtags. Right, uh, and so that's that's where hashtags on Facebook don't work the same as, like, hashtags on Twitter. Yep, but there are enough public posts over there that you can ferret things out. You can also use, and this is too long to really get into, but you can use custom search um, terms. If you string your search terms together, uh, for right. example, uh, looking to buy a home in Modesto, try that search on Facebook or Twitter, see what you come up with. Um, a lot of public posts are actually able to be found in Google. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another thing, too. But there's some really custom search things that you can do just too much with the little bit of time we have remaining. Yeah. And I think I'm out of noise. I don't think I have any more noise about that. <laughs> well, that's our contribution to noise this week. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful thing about our noise is you can do all that other stuff while you listen to our show. And if you have not listened for the last eight years, boy, you can find some really silly episodes way back. Uh, and you can find a lot of great guests over the years. Where do they find those, Mike? I would say wherever you are, like iTunes or what have you, but you can go over to Social Media Edge and just do a search. Yep. SocialMediaEdge.com. Or Blog Talk Absolutely. Radio. That works too. Or Blog Talk Radio. Indeed. All right. Well, I think uh, I've learned a lot today, and I think I've got an article to write. And uh, I know Mike's probably off to get ready for his ride tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I've got a 
bunch of work to do today, a bunch of stuff, and then I've got to write a blog post. I definitely have to write a blog post. And write every day you can. Get out there. Awesome. Well, we are without a switchboard, so we have no outro music. So uh, thanks for listening. (laughs) Time to say goodbye, Mike. Bye, Mike. See you next week.